Welcome to What's Up in Jeju, where I visit places around the island and talk about what's happening with Hashtag Daily K's host, Peter Bint. Uh, today's theme and topic, what yeah. are we visiting? So since uh, What's Up in Jeju debuted now, I don't know, like many, many weeks ago, we've talked lots about what mm -hmm. Jeju is famous for, including Mount Hallasan. Uh, we talked about the henya and the fishing industry, the samda, the three abundances, wind, women, and stone. And one other yeah. thing that I wanted to talk about today that's very, very iconic to Jeju are citrus fruit. Yay! Yay! Citrus fruits. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you do not associate them with any part of the peninsula, yeah. but everyone knows, like, you can go to Jeju, you can pick them, you can right, eat them, yeah. you can order them here in the mainland. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a very representative thing, right? Right. So today I wanted to take it just a little bit further and talk about uh, the mm -hmm. fruit a little bit more in depth depth because it's so important to Jeju and it it's um, it's a historical thing here and it's really a part of the Jeju culture mm. and identity so to get more information about Jeju's citrus fruit and the history of it here I visited the Jeju Citrus Museum and spoke with an expert there his name is Mr. Kim Sung-uk an expert curator Oh, we got a photo of it here, mm -hmm. the Kamgyul Pangmulgan. So Pangmulgan yep. meaning museum and Kamgyul. Does that mean citrus fruit? Or I kind of associate that with the little kind of mandarin right. things. Right. So Kamgyul are specifically the smaller the smaller oranges or the mandarins or tangerines. Okay. So the Citrus Museum is a public organization that's dedicated to preserving the history of uh, citrus fruit on Jeju. That's really a heavy, heavy part of the island culture. And the museum is currently mm. open to the public, but it is undergoing a complete top-to-bottom renovation project. Um, so it's only only a portion oh. of it is open. So right now, admission is free because really there's not much mm -hmm. to there's not much to see, but it's slated to be back in full operation by October next year. Okie dokie. You don't have to like help out with the construction if you go. There is no. still something for tourists. <laughs> yeah, there, there is stuff to see. Okay. Yeah, and there is a really cute mm. uh, um, cafe, and they serve a like a oh. whole variety of drinks and goodies, desserts that are made from citrus fruit. So uh, if you're in the area and you're craving for some coffee, it's you know, it'd be nice to stop by there. Where, whereabouts is it on the island? So it's down south in Hyodondong, in Seogipo. So, okay. yeah, it's um, all the way down south, kind of like central south, closer to the okay. coast. Yeah. So first off, mm -hmm. let's get into the historical aspect of these Jeju mandarins. So mandarins have a long history on the island, and actually not all of it is good. Not all of it is pretty. And it's hard to imagine how oh. a single fruit could be the source of so much grief. But it actually was for a long time. Ooh. Yeah. Some of the yeah. earliest historical records that mention Jeju Mandarin say that in the second year of King Munju's reign, which was in 406, 476 AD during the Pekche Kingdom, he was offered mandarins wow. from the Tamna Kingdom. Back then, it wasn't called Jeju. It was called uh, Tamnara or the Tamna Kingdom. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's ages ago, isn't it? Yeah, a long, long time ago, right? That means it was already being cultivated. So it like dates way, way back. Mm. Yeah. And the fruit became so popular with the royalty that the Jeju Mandarin orchards um, eventually became institutionalized for tributes. And Mm -hmm. so what was once something that was enjoyed by everyone, by all the islanders, became a thorn in their side eventually because residents were now forced to send citrus fruits to the king during uh, more specifically the Joseon period. And Mr. Kim did share with me about this specific piece of uh, Jeju's dark history. Oh, okie dokie, behind this bright fruit. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear. Wow. Yeah. So mandarins came under the control of the government and were were reserved only for the king and for the royalty. So what the government officials on Jeju would do is they would come by the the fruit trees, the uh, orange trees, when they appeared about July Mm -hmm. or August when they're still green. And then they would count them. Mm -hmm. They would record the number of the fruit that were expected as tribute, right, because they wanted it all. But the fruit takes months to ripen, and until they do, not all of them stick around, you know. Some are eaten by birds, others get disease and fall off. Uh, You Mm. know, things really, things just happen. It's nature. But come time for harvest, the government expected to receive the full amount that was recorded back when the fruit was still uh, green. And when it wasn't provided, Mm. the farmer would be punished, and it's said that they were sometimes flogged or even jailed. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's ridiculous. They didn't take that into account yeah. that there would be natural loss of the fruits. Right, right. Wow. Well, how greedy is that? They want them all. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. couldn't st- keep any aside for the people living on Jeju Island where this stuff grows. What greed that is demonstrating. Yeah, wow. it's a really oh, well. dark part of the history here. Yeah, well, if uh, I am the king that some of our listeners denote me as King Peter, mm-hmm. I want at least a box a year. <laughs> I think that's fair, isn't it? Not all of them, just one box a year would be nice. Jeju, if you're listening. Into part two then. Yeah. We've looked at the dark history, but now tangerines, as well as being delicious and a kind of symbol of Jeju, mm-hmm. they must contribute to like the local economy in, yeah. a, in a rather big way, I assume. Yeah, huge, huge way. It is a huge part of Jeju's economy, and it's it really is a bittersweet thing for island residents because 
you know, of its dark history, but now they're really benefiting from the fruit that once was a cause of so mm. much pain. And we talk about this all the sure. time, but because Jeju soil was not suitable for agriculture, growing crops was uh, all, a really difficult task for farmers. So islanders yeah. had to typically turn to the sea for much of their sustenance. But one thing that they found that they were able to grow and not just grow, but grow really well and better than anywhere else in Korea was citrus mm -hmm. fruit. Wow, that's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah, because citrus fruit grows best in warm climates, and we have the warmest temperatures here on the island. But not only that, it also needs well-draining soil. And as we all know by now, if you've been tuning in, uh, Jeju not only has the warmest temperatures, but being a volcanic island, the soil is really rocky, which makes for perfect draining conditions. Mm, yeah, so the, the weather is definitely milder in the winter as well down in Jeju. But like you said earlier, there's loads of snow, but that that seems to be okay. Like it doesn't kill off all the all the like tangerine farms or anything. No, no. Uh, a lot of them are grown in uh, greenhouses, but the ones that are out in the orchards are uh -huh. all down towards the coast. And it's a lot warmer here, like a, a lot warmer here than it is on uh, the mountain. Um, but Mr. Kim mm. from the Citrus Museum explained to me exactly how important mandarins are to Jeju's economy. And I do have a video of that. Let's take a listen. 제주도에서 감귤 하면 감귤을 생명산업 말 그대로 제주를 움직이는 생명이다 뭐 심장이다 이런 말을 쓰고 있습니다 근데 이렇게 이제 산업적으로 발달이 된 계기는 어 일단은 지역 주민들이 1950년대 60년대부터 이제 감귤 산업에 이제 눈뜨기 시작하고 이제 산업을 부흥시키기 시작했거든요 정부의 어떤 적극적인 지원도 있었고 그리고 기술 보급이라든지 그런 것들도 이제 재반적으로 이제 도움을 주는 구조 안에서 제주 감귤이 1960년대 70년대를 거치면서 크게 산업적으로 발달을 합니다. Wow, that is a big part of Jeju's economy then. Yeah, yeah. So he mentioned at the beginning of the clip that uh, people call so. Uh, like government, the government officials and residents, they say the citrus fruit or the citrus industry is the heartbeat of the Jeju economy. But it wasn't really until the early 1900s that the average Korean citizen really began to notice it because before, prior to that, it was mostly for royalty and for upperclassmen. Um, mm. So until then, orchards were not widespread and mostly uh, the fruit that came from these orchards were used for tribute or for like medicinal purposes or ancestral ceremonies, oh. things like that. Yeah, the boom, the industry boom didn't really happen until the 50s and 60s. And that's when a lot of things aligned for Jeju citrus farmers economically um, in terms of like Korean uh, ex export import laws and things like that. And it began uh -huh. to be heavily marketed by the Korean government. And research teams were tasked with finding best practices to cultivate them. Um, the m government threw a lot of money into, uh, into the industry. So in the 60s, uh, it, it, the boom began during that time. But still only about 1% mm. of Jeju's arable land were Mandarin orchards. It wasn't until a couple decades later by the, eight, by the 80s where and now everybody was riding the bandwagon because these Jeju farmers were, <laughs> yeah, citrus farmers were making so much money. And by then, about 30% uh -huh. of Jeju's arable land were growing the fruit. It was a huge jump. 
Amazing. Yeah. So today, the Jeju citrus industry, uh, Mr. Kim was saying, makes up about 20% of the island's economy. <laughs> and is, it's really, really huge. Wow. And there are loads of different citrus fruits, not just like mandarins, loads of little subcategories that we might talk about a little later. Now is a time where you get all the all the different varieties. They, there are now about 130 different varieties of citrus fruit growing on Jeju. Yeah. 130? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I do have an <laughs> not, image of it. I don't it. think I could name more than five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we are. So these are just... It's a, not 130 No, not de- <laughs> okay. no, definitely not 130. <laughs> just four. Um, there, uh, so what uh-huh. Mr. Kim told me, that was my question, too, to him. I, I was like, I heard there were, like, a bunch of different types of citrus fruit growing here. Like, mm-hmm. what are... Are they all from here? And that was my question to him. But what he said was only about 15 to 20 of them are are actually consumed so the like types uh, that are sold at the marts and the rest are used for other okay. other purposes but the picture that you see is ta- okay. was taken from the greenhouse there where they display a whole bunch of different types we've got uh, lemons mm. we've got the cure um, bottom left they they're actually if you look close they're oranges they're they're like tiny little mandarins but they look like berries so cute. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're like baby ones. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom right, oh. uh, I don't, I forget the name of it, but you can't tell from the picture, but that one fruit is like the size of my head. It was so huge. Oh. Yeah. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's not one that I've seen in supermarkets here too often. I think. Yeah, that no, must I don't be, think what, so. Bigger than a grapefruit then. Oh, huge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other one that, you know, we mention a lot on the show and that our listeners are always curious about is the halabong, which mm. is very famous from Jeju, right? The kind of mutant orange with a little yeah. bump on its head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some of our listeners say they do find it in their countries now, but it's incredibly oh. expensive. Oh, I bet. I bet. Because it's very rare. Yeah, it's expensive here yeah. too. That's, that's, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's delicious though. It really is good because you can peel off the skin on the outside of course it's a little tougher than a tangerine but then you can eat the segments like a tangerine but they're so big and juicy oh that's my favorite yeah mm-hmm. uh, pro tip okay. for eating halabong yes is uh, you, uh-huh. if you eat it too fresh th- for this specific type so the halabong if you eat it too fresh it's really really tart so if you like tart oranges uh. go ahead and and you can you know enjoy it like that but if you leave it just leave it out in the air um in the air uh for yeah. a month or two it gets really really sweet <gasps> yeah a month or two mm-hmm. really a yeah. decent amount of time yeah that is a pro tip i've never done that i'll give it a try i do like things a little bit tart though as well oh, as sweet okay. so maybe for me T- two weeks two <laughs> weeks would be perfect <laughs> yeah, um uh okie dokie we've got some more pro tips some life hacks because part of the citrus fruit industry in jeju is not just like exporting and selling it but i remember going maybe on my first visit or second visit mm-hmm. to a tangerine farm mm-hmm. and picking them and then eating them as well on site. That was so much fun. Yeah, the, it's called kamgyul cheom. Uh, so you what mm-hmm. what usually happens is you're you pay a small admission fee to get into mm. the uh, orchard, um, and it's a flat fee. While you're there picking the tangerines or the mandarins, you're allowed to consume or eat as much as you want. 
they don't they don't keep tabs on that yeah so you can eat as much as Uh you want and then they give you a box or a crate of some sort um and then you have to fill that up and whatever you can fit in there is what you can take yeah it's brilliant isn't it and Mm -hmm. then the great thing about going to jeju is often you don't have to lug that heavy box of tangerines whether you pick them or just bought them they'll often just send it to you in seoul for a really reasonable fee right as well it's crazy yeah yeah and that was one of the things that i was most curious about when i was talking to mr kim because If you go uh, tangerine picking, the tehom, the experience, you want to pick the best fruit. But also, if you go to the supermarket, you want to pick the best fruit, right? And it always seems to be a hit or miss, especially with me, with fruit. So this was Mm. really something I was itching to ask him. Uh Uh-huh. So he's got the pro tips on how to pick the best tasting mandarins. And and Mr. Kim himself was born and raised on Jeju, I see it says on the script. So so we can trust his Mm -hmm. talk. Okay, here's the third video. Let's take a look. Mm 갈변 그러니까 이제 노랗게 변해가는 것들은 수확한 지좀된 거고 초록색을 유지하고 있는 꼭지가 초록색이라 그러면 약간 신선한 귤로 보시면 될것 같아요. 일단 신선한 귤 중에서도 이제 감귤 꼭지 뒷 뒷면 반대편을 이렇게 돌려 보시면 배꼽 감귤 저희는 배꼽이라고 이야기를 하는데 이제 배꼽 주변도 수분이 빠져서 이제 오돌토돌하게 이제 볼륨감 있는 그런 귤들이 있어요. 그런 귤들은 대체로 제가 경험적으로 봤을 때 강도가 높았던 것 같아요. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so he says, first off, the freshest fruit tastes best and you can gauge the fresh freshness by looking at the stem and the greener it is, obviously the fresher it is. And I do have an image of, of the second part that he was talking about. Okay, so in terms of the stem part and mm-hmm. the gokji, you know, a lot of the mandarins and tangerines that get to Seoul, they don't have the stem part on at all. They still have mm. that little, like, star shape. I'd right. call it the nipple of right. the mandarin <laughs> on top. Yeah. And I suppose if that's still green, right. that's uh-huh. a good sign, yes. maybe. Yes, uh-huh. I think that's what he meant. And then looking at the bottom here... Mm-hmm. Uh, he described it as the belly button of the tangerine, right. right? Yeah, so if you flip the mandarin over to the bottom side, he calls it the belly button. You'll notice that some mandarins uh-huh. are really smooth and pretty. And if we have, do we have the image up right now? Yeah, yeah. So the left-hand side is right. the smoother, kind of sexy catwalk mandarin. Right, right. It's really, and this is the type of fruit that I would pick. You know, something that looks pretty. And yeah, me like, too. pretty to eat, right? Sure. But others, Definitely. if you'll find, the one on the right is an example of this. Others are wrinkly and kind of bumpy. He called it a six-pack. So he called it the belly button and the six-pack. To me, it more... Oh, it, I see. Yeah, it looked more like cellulite to me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it does. And it does look rather ugly, the one on the right. I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But he says these are the tastiest. And he said eight times out of ten, if you pick something that looks like that on the bottom, that you'll uh, get a really sweet fruit. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really? I... Yeah, I guess, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, so you shouldn't judge a mandarin by its skin, I suppose. 
But uh, yeah, I always thought the kind of bumpy ones, they're often, if you kind of squeeze them a bit,、mm-hmm. like filled with a little bit more air. And、mm-hmm. so I feel they're not as tasty, but I'm going to have to try that next time.、Uh, and then some more pro tips before we finish off here today. Right.、Angel. So these pro tips are for me as someone who's lived in Jeju for five years. Not too long, but just still long enough to、Ooh. pick up some tips here and there.、Yeah. If you're looking to purchase some Jeju mandarins, I would say purchase them straight from the farm. You can do this from the mainland too.、Um, price wise, it may not necessarily be a whole lot cheaper if you get it at the at like big supermarkets, but you、mm-hmm. are guaranteed a fresher fruit. But not only that, you're guaranteed a less processed fruit because a lot of the times that the mandarins that go to the big supermarkets, they're waxed. So, if you're looking to、uh. yeah, get less processed and maybe even use the skin for different things like maybe teas or, or something like that, then、uh, try and get them、yeah. at the, directly off the farms. And you can do that from the mainland or online kind of thing. Right. You can call them up、uh, directly at the farm、uh. or you can、uh, find them online. And like you said, Peter, the, the、nice. shipping cost is very minimal, so it's totally affordable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't know how they do it. Are they smuggling them on the planes <laughs> without asking? It's crazy.、Uh, and then another pro tip. Just one last one for me. If you're visiting Jeju during harvest season, which is pretty much now until about maybe January, February, and you happen to visit a、uh-huh. cafe or restaurant, and they have, let's say you're at a restaurant, but you notice a big box or a crate or a basket that has oranges in it just out in the open. If you see something like that,、mm. these oranges are for free because mandarins、oh. are really heavily regulated by the province in terms of what farmers can and cannot sell. So, whatever fruit is、uh. not deemed good enough to be sold, they're,、uh, they're just given away to friends or family or just offered at restaurants and cafes. Wow.、Mm-hmm. I guess just in case, ask. If it's yeah. <laughs> free. Otherwise, you may get in trouble. But they'll probably tell you,、yeah. like, those are free. Take, take as many as you want, kind of thing. Right, as exactly. As we say in Korea,、yeah. that's so- subis, right? Yes, yes, subis. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. What's Up in Jeju is supported by JDC, which is creating a free international city that resembles nature, embraces the future, and reaches the world. Arirang Radio.